0: There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Where? When? When? What are we waiting for? Take this. Hello everybody, welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. My guest today is my uh, good friend Kurt Fletcher, very funny comic, Uh, recently moved back to Tulsa and I am currently in Tulsa working at the Looney Bin Comedy Club with uh, uh, Ron Hortman and Kayla, I can't remember Kayla's last name, but they're both very funny, good people and I'm going to have them on my podcast tomorrow, but I figured since Kurt's here and getting ready to go out of town... Where are you heading to, Kurt? Paris, Paris Texas? Texas. Paris, Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, we had a picture of uh, my grandparents on a train, and it said, now leaving Paris. And I remember asking my parents, like, how did our broke-ass grandparents go to Paris? And my dad was like, that was Paris, Texas. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they left off the Texas, because I guess the picture looked cooler that way. <laughs> um yeah, but I remember thinking, like, because the way my mom talked about my grandparents, I mean, I guess they were just dirt poor. So, I mean, even going to Texas, I remember thinking, like, how did they even afford to go to Texas <laughs> from Arkansas? Like, <laughs> that had to be, like, <laughs> a fair amount of gas money. I don't know. <laughs> when you're a kid. You don't really understand shit. Yeah. Um, so, what are you doing down there? Is it a club or just a... Um, it's, uh,
1: it's, <clears throat> I guess it's kind of a club. It's uh, Daryl Felsberg runs it. You remember him? Worked with you Oh, in yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, it's it's like a weekly thing he does there, like, a, like every Friday. Okay. Um, and it's a smaller town, you know, so it's uh, it's not like a full comedy club, like where... There's, like, a waitstaff and stuff like that. It's just kind of like a B, BYOB type of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's cool. I've always had a good time there. I've done it a couple times.
0: Yeah. Isn't it, like, one of the longest-running one-nighters ever or some shit? Um, I'm not sure. I okay. don't know. I remember last He's had it time. for a while, it seems, though. Yeah. When I worked with him, um, I was asking about it, and he was like, Uh, eh, unless you got something to tag it with, it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense for you to do it coming from California. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember thinking in the back of my mind, like, I know this guy books a room, and he hasn't shit to me all week. Maybe he doesn't think I'm funny. Fuck this guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good dude, and we'd have these good conversations. And, yeah. And, uh, but I knew he booked this room, in the back of my head, I'm like, he must not think I'm funny. See, I think that, too, because I book a room in uh, South
1: Dakota, and I always wonder if people are thinking that about me, but I usually just book Denver Comics, because oh. it's like six hours from Denver. Yeah, and it's know. really not that close to anything else. I didn't know you
0: booked a room. We've been friends for a while now. And I've never heard about it. So, yeah. fuck you, Kurt. Well, I just it, No, I know. For I you know. to fly from
1: California to like Mount Rushmore <laughs> would cost way <laughs> way more than what I'd I be lose in. $900.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those days are over for me. When I was yeah. starting out, man, I would do uh anything for stage time. I remember my friend uh, I Justin. I still do that.
1: I got to stop that.
0: Yeah. My friend Justin and I drove from KC to someplace in South Dakota. We made like 250 a piece are like co-headlining. It was one of those uh Dave Tribble runs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh I remember we got stuck in the snow. I like I had to pee so bad. And I was like, dude, we got to there's not one of those it was one of those things where there's nowhere to pull off. Uh-huh. Like, let's just pull off here and, and, uh, and pee. And we got stuck in the snow and it took us like, not only did it take forever to get out of this, uh, we were putting stuff under the tires and we weren't prepared for it at all. Uh And we finally got out and no sooner had we gotten ourselves out than this huge truck like pulled up and that could have pulled us out in two seconds. Uh It took us like an hour. And then we get back on the road and we're driving and I look at Justin and I go, you know, I didn't even take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled over and got stuck yeah. for like an hour. <laughs> and then this huge truck that could have pulled us out did, or pulled up and then I didn't even pee. <laughs> such a funny trip. I'm bad about shit like that, or especially I like used to be. Um, so you're going to Paris, Texas, gonna do... Gerald Felsberg's mm-hmm. gig. That'll be fun. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday we went to the uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame in Stillwater, which is about an hour drive. Got to meet Kurt's girlfriend, Lindsay. Um,
1: yeah, it was it, nice meeting her.
0: Yeah, and that was fun because she's, um, she's a pretty liberal girl. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I'm liberal in, in my thoughts in certain ways, and I'm certainly oh. not a – I don't really subscribe to any particular uh, – political party i think it's all kind of bullshit but um we yeah. definitely had different different opinions but it was it was it wasn't like a it wasn't like we were arguing about it yeah it, which was fun and nice and uh-huh. uh you know that's how it's supposed to be you know we're freaking americans can't we just yeah can't absolutely we, can't we just talk about things that you know and, and and even disagree and and there were times where i would i would be like You know, I I, I like you, Lindsay, but we don't have to agree on everything, (laughs) you know, and that was it, you know, Uh you don't have to agree on everything. Yeah, You don't have to like unfriend them on Facebook and be a
1: shithead. Yeah. You know, that's what I see most days. Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't get into politics at all, so I don't pay attention to it at all. Right. And, but I see that all day on Facebook. That's why I hate Facebook so much. That's why I prefer Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Because like, it's less of that bullshit. Well,
0: Twitter is...
1: Well, Twitter's pretty bad. Twitter it is... It depends
0: on who you're following. Twitter is the meanest shit. Like, not too long ago, I uh, I woke up and, and... You know, I wake up every morning at 6 a.m. because that's when my boy wakes up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my wife will usually take him for that first couple hours because I don't go to bed. I usually don't go to bed till pretty late. So uh, I woke up... At, 6 a.m. or whatever, and to get back to sleep, I, I or not to get back to sleep, but I laid back down and I, I picked up my phone and I, I got on Twitter and something I don't even remember where it was now, but it ruined the whole tone of my early morning and uh-huh. I couldn't go back to sleep and I was like it just pissed me off and then and then before I knew it, it I think I might even get, in a, get into kind of an argument with my wife about something on on our we do this little walk every morning with the boy to get him to sleep and and i was just in a funk man and i was like i can't that was that was a mistake (laughs) you know that was your fault um but twitter's mean as shit yeah Uh, so but say all that to say that it was nice to have a uh a civil conversation and not Mm -hmm. agree with everything the other person was saying but
1: you know there's no reason to
0: yell at each other and yeah that's so crazy yeah like friendships and over politics yeah like isn't that stupid? And those fuckers in D.C. They don't. None of them care about us. Yeah, <laughs> we're ruining friendships over it. And yeah, shit. that's so dumb. Yeah. Um, anyway, we had fun. Uh, we went to Sam Kinison's grave. Were you a big Sam Kinison fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Was he one of your big influences? Or? Um,
1: he wasn't like an influence, but like he was one of my favorites. Like. Um, I'd say like George Carlin, Stephen Wright and Eddie Murphy were probably my big 3 influences. Yeah. But Sam was yeah, he was one of my favorites, you know. Especially cuz like I started watching comedy when I was really young mm-hmm. cuz my mom would always watch it. So uh any guy
0: like that like Andrew Dice Clay I loved. I haven't watched much of his stand up lately. I I met him not too long ago uh-huh. in Vegas and uh and that was really cool for me because he was oh, yeah. he was uh you know one of the first people i saw do stand-up on on tv and, oh yeah mm-hmm. um and i i tell you what i haven't seen much of his stand-up i mean but
1: he, oh, i used to love him yeah yeah
0: um he, he's a great actor did you know that
1: oh yeah yeah
0: i saw him in uh what was that woody allen movie blue jasmine yeah i heard he was great in that i haven't seen that that's a good movie he was in uh A Star is Born, did you see that? Oh, was he? I haven't seen that. Yeah, he was the father of uh, Lady Gaga. Okay. And I didn't know he was in it, and then we saw it, I think we saw it at the theater. And I was just impressed with how his range and what a good actor he was, and then... uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. (laughs) Classic. All I remember about that line, or about that movie, was there's a line where he goes, Hey, food boy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> he, was like at some, I love that he was like at some fancy restaurant <laughs> Yeah. And uh, or some fancy party and you know, where people walk around with hors d'oeuvres and shit. Oh, yeah. And I just remember that line, hey, food boy. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Um, and then I saw this show recently called Happen Leonard. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Netflix? Yeah, I've seen it. Have you seen all three seasons? Uh, no, I saw the first two third one's really good, and he's mm-hmm. in that one. <clears throat> okay. And he's like a DJ in this little town, and he does a great job in that. You know what? Maybe I did see that actually. It, I think I did. It, uh, that's about the, the clan is in this town. It's, okay, it's I think uh, I saw the first couple episodes of season three then. Okay, yeah, they go to this town in Texas that's like, it's called Grovetown, Texas, and mm-hmm. I, um, it must be historically a racist place because. I remember that movie, Remember the Titans? Mm-hmm. They play Grovetown, and they're like this really racist uh, city. Yeah. The coach was real racist, and threw Denzel Washington a banana and all this shit. And um, So I remember thinking, like, you know, like, well, maybe that's just a fictional place. But then this other show came up with it, and uh, it was all about the Klan and how, you know, if you're black back, and this was like the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, even in the 80s, it wasn't a safe place for black folks to go. Um, so live in grovetown texas fuck you you racist yeah. piece of shit um maybe i they... perform there saturday <laughs> do you really no oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was a great uh, it was a great show and and he did a great job and and uh um he's working all over the place these days yeah he's, he, he's touring like crazy yeah it's he's cool. little, he was he just did hyenas and he's in uh he did that club in Kansas City that we Yeah, doing yeah, we're doing that in December. Um and he was uh Yeah, so that was, you know, I know that was cool for Dustin Kaufman who owns that club to have him there. Oh, know, yeah. And and um and and I met him and uh he was uh he was nice to me, but like people kept trying to introduce him introduce me to him. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> and and you know, I know how people bug him all the time and all that stuff. So I was yeah. just kind of like hanging back and I wasn't going to introduce myself or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone someone introduced me to him, Jeff Richards I think. Was like, "Hey, Tim, hey Andrew, this is Tim. He's the headliner at uh you know, the other shows this week and 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 I like stood up to shake his hand and he goes, "Tim, relax." <laughs> <laughs> like I stood up to shake his hand and then I like sat back down like I was scolded like sorry I thought that's what you do you know and then Jeff was like ah he just likes to fuck with people you know and uh yeah I could see that yeah um and and then like maybe 20 minutes later Harry Basil tried to introduce me and he goes Hey, Dice, this is Tim. He's headlining the other shows. He goes, I know. I met Tim. <laughs> I've met him like ten times now. And I'm like, I've never actually. This is the second time. <laughs> but then Jeff told me later, he's like, he he probably likes you because that's why he just yeah. fucks with people that way. That's funny.
1: Um, I'm never going to like shake his hand or anything, probably. You don't know that. I do know that. How do you know? Because I'll just sit there. I'll be like, hey, Dice. <laughs>
0: I'll try to stand up like a jerk like you if he tries to shake your hand just go dice relax
1: (laughs) I met him like 10 times already
0: yeah it was funny he's like I met Tim oh god I jeez how many more people hello Tim okay (laughs) but yeah his boys are super nice down to earth cool Uh, they're not kids they're in their 20s yeah Um, but they're they're good dudes. Uh, threw some darts with them. and Nice. And stuff like that. I touched on this a little bit on my podcast, my little solo podcast, but I got uh, diverted. But stuff like that being in just, just, you know, they had a little party back in the Vegas Green Room, which is probably the best green room I've ever been in. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just this big... I'd love to try to get you in there. Uh, they like to try to get Laugh Factory features and all that stuff, but... Um, I'd love to get you in there, even if it was just to open or something. Oh, that'd be great. Um, I like Kurt to open for me as much as possible because uh, he's a re- you're a really good joke writer, and you kind of get the crowd listening to jokes, uh-huh. you know, and then they're ready for me. Um, I think our styles just go good together. Mm-hmm. And, and I like hanging out with you. Kurt is one of the few people who... Uh, um, is a wrestling fan. I guess I'm kind of jumping around too much. I wanted to talk a little bit about Uh, uh He we saw his grave yesterday. Um, he's born and raised here in Tulsa. I don't know if he's born here, but I don't
1: know if he's. But I think he was raised in Peoria, and um, then um, his mom moved here when she got remarried. I
0: think. Okay.
1: So he he would come here and like preach and stuff and hang out with the family here.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, he was a big influence on me because. And I probably said this on the podcast, but uh, I was raised Southern Baptist and some of the stuff he was talking about, like about Jesus getting nailed to the cross and all this stuff. And and I knew, I was like, you're not supposed to laugh at this stuff, Mm -hmm. but it was just so funny. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help it. And all that stuff he had about the desert and he's like, don't send these, you're talking about Ethiopia. He's like, don't send these kids any more food, folks. Don't send them a dime. Send them trucks. <laughs> he was like, and he had this thing about the, about the, the, uh, the film crew. He's like, certainly some one of these guys has a sandwich. <laughs> he's like, don't feed him yet, don't feed him yet. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, send him trucks, get him out of the desert. He's like, you see this? It's sand. You know what it's going to be in a hundred years? It's going to be sand. You live in the fucking desert. You need to go where the food is. <laughs> 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 and talking about Jesus and, like, you know, having a having a wife and the the wife ripping his dick off and all this. And be like, you don't need this, say, dear. You going out with your buddies? You know, pulling his dick <laughs> off. And and then he's talking about him getting a nail to the cross. And that's when I was really like, dude, this is, you can't mm-hmm. laugh at this. But I was, like, 11, and I couldn't help it. I was oh, just yeah. crying. Like, man, it's so funny. And he's the one that I thought... um, as he got older and after he got famous, you ever seen his stuff after he got famous? Yeah. It was shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just wasted and doing mm-hmm. like, and doing like, uh, he made it into a, like a rock show.
1: Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like the last special I watched of his, that was, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was, it, it was so disappointing. Yeah.
0: It wasn't even stand up at yeah. that point. It was just him up there screaming. And, yeah. And he had all these skanks on stage dancing mm-hmm. around and he would just, that was his, uh, his wife, uh, I think. Oh yeah, I think one of them was his wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seika. Yeah, his wife and her, her sister, I think. Went yeah, out there. Yeah, his wife and his sister. No, her sister. Oh, did yeah.
1: I say his sister? <laughs> I think he said his sister, but no, be, I think it was her weird. sister. Yeah, you know,
0: my sister's pretty hot. We're just gonna slap her in a bikini. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna gyrate on her. It'll be fine. It's comedy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't even like comedy. It was like yeah. a, it was like a half assed rock show. And I uh, when I first started stand up. I went to the blockbuster back when that was a thing, and I rented a uh, Sam Kinison video, and I think that's what it was. And I remember being like, "I didn't even watch all of it. This mm -hmm. is bullshit. He's not even doing stand up." But, Mm -hmm. but he was also thirty eight years old, and I had Carl LeBove on my show, who was his best friend, and and he was like, "Well, you got to remember, the guy was in his late thirties. He was always overweight. You know, he didn't have a lot of luck with the ladies or whatever. All of a sudden, he's famous and." Mm -hmm. The world as his playground, you yeah, know. So he was doing sure. coke like you wouldn't believe, and nailing all these skanks and and uh, so yeah. But going to his grave was uh, certainly not a big uh, memorial or anything. They just had this little, yeah, this little plaque yeah, with uh-huh. his family and and his little brother was born or uh, buried there, who I guess committed suicide. And mm-hmm. Carl uh, touched on it a little bit, or maybe I heard him on a different podcast talking about that, that was kind of the beginning of the end for Sam, as far as like started really partying then yeah. and, and uh doing some questionable things and and, and then i heard he uh, was trying to he'd gotten sober which for him meant only smoking pot and mm-hmm. uh and that was when he ended up getting in that wreck and dying which have you ever have you ever done laughlin nevada yeah mm-hmm. um have you ever have you driven to it yeah well, have you So you've driven on that road that he got yeah, killed yeah. on. Yeah, actually,
1: I used to live, um, like, so his last meal was in, uh, I forget the name of the town, but I used to live in the town like that was right next to it, Hesperia, okay. California. Okay. His last meal was in the town right connected to Hesperia. I forget the name of it now. It was a long time ago, and I lived there.
0: And how do you know it was his last meal? That you- <clears throat> uh, I, was, I read a book about him. It was okay. written by his brother. All right, I read that book, too, I think. yeah, It had to have been. I mean, I don't yeah. imagine he wrote more than one book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool
1: that he's friends with Jim Carrey. Who I was? When Jim Carrey first moved out to L.A.,
0: Sam was. Oh, yeah. And
1: Sam's brother, the guy who wrote the book, was, like, really good friends with Jim.
0: Bill? Mm-hmm. Bill Kinnison. Yeah, I read that book. It was good. He was yeah. talking about how he would you know be passed out like 5 minutes before the show and yeah and he would have to be trying to wake him up and Sam's thing was five more minutes just give me five more minutes uh-huh. he's like you got to go goddamn <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're already stretching the show out yeah and he would do a big line of coke and then go out there mm-hmm. and man i get anxiety enough sometimes for no reason i can't imagine <clears throat> i cannot imagine doing a line of coke i can't even drink coffee before i go on stage yeah. um and i guess robin williams used to do that all the time i just can't imagine um being that amped up. You ever done cocaine? mm -hmm. Yeah. I've done it a handful of times back in the day, and uh, I don't know how many of my family or church members listen to this, but uh, yeah, I've done cocaine. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I never cared for it. I never understood what the big deal was, you know. Um, I did it with Sean Rouse. That was probably the only time I had fun doing it. Oh, yeah. It was when he and I did it. Did you know Sean Rouse? I never met him, but... Dude, he had some of those... Brutally funny, dark shit. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> he had this bit about uh, when Bobby Knight got in trouble for choking that kid, uh-huh. and he's like doing this whole thing, like describing like bearing down on his larynx and all this shit, and then he goes, "How about this? Don't double dribble, motherfucker." <laughs> that was like the that was like the punchline. I, I can't do the bit justice. and I don't remember how it led up to that, but he was like, "How about don't dri- dribble, double dribble, motherfucker." <laughs> Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> he was great, man. He yeah. was a different breed of cat. He he died a couple years ago now too. Um so
1: Yeah, pretty young too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but he had bad rheumatoid arthritis and I guess yeah. he was like in constant pain and uh, he had a little boy though, which sucks that he yeah. left. Um I dude ever since I had a kid, like it uh my little boy is awesome and I wanna take good care of myself and I hope nothing happens to me and just can't imagine not being around for it you know Mm -hmm. um for him uh so now every time i feel like a lump in my neck i'm like that's it i've got cancer fuck (laughs) (laughs) because before i never thought about that stuff really you know and now that he's here i'm like i've got to stick around for my boy um you've seen my kid dude
1: he's adorable yeah uh, most
0: babies look ugly when they're first born a lot of babies are ugly up until they're oh, yeah. small children, and then they sometimes they just like, they don't snap out of it. The, some of them don't snap out of it, but even some really cute. I've got a couple friends that have their kids are super cute now, and I would never tell them. But when they were little, they weren't cute. Oh, and when they were like little babies, I talked about this on my last podcast. Like some babies aren't cute.
1: Oh a, yeah,
0: a fair amount of them aren't cute. Um, but people still post them on Facebook. Yeah. And you always see the come adorable. Yeah, that's like, like, fuck come you. Come on, you know that's not adorable. I should flag
1: <laughs> shit like that,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so we went to the World, the uh, National Wrestling Hall of Fame yesterday. Kurt and I are big wrestling fans. Um, you didn't wrestle much, right? You just... I wrestled
1: three matches in my life. Three? I went two and one. Yeah, there you go. It's like a 75% win record. Pretty good. I beat the fat kid in class, too, and he was way out of my weight class, so I thought that was cool. Yeah.
0: So you had three matches in gym class? Second grade, yeah. Second grade.
1: I got to wrestle with Mark Ryland, too. That was cool.
0: Yeah, he was an NCAA champion, right? Yeah. And he's still uh, a big deal. Yeah, he just retired
1: as... uh, He was the coach at, I think, Iowa City West. Well, I mean, he's like
0: two of the... uh, I think it's Yanni Diak-Mahalas and Zane Rutherford. They're still doing that, that thing about the, uh, these guys, I'm sorry, we jump all over the fucking place. Um, he's still uh, like an integral part of the, of the decision making process is what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay. Um, as far as all that stuff goes. Uh, so he's still very heavily into wrestling, whether it's, uh, oh, yeah. involved rather, whether it's coaching or not, but, mm-hmm. um, so that's cool. How did he coach? You? How did he? Did they have him come in to do it?
1: Yeah, his mom was one of our teachers at my elementary school, and he was a senior in high school. And I guess the gym teacher just asked him if he'd come in and
0: teach okay. us some moves and stuff. Right. Like
1: Because he's a state champ and stuff. And yeah, he lived like five minutes away. So
0: when I was in seventh grade, we did that. We had a we had this uh, we we had uh, Shawnee Mission North, and they sucked at wrestling at the time and their varsity guy, their 135 pounder, I was like 125 pounder and then I was in seventh grade and their varsity guy. his name was Joey Croft and he came in but a few of the wrestlers came in and this kid the, the I remember the, the uh, girls gym class came over and was like watching us wrestle. Uh-huh. And my friend George had never he was a strong kid but he'd never wrestled a day in his life. And this guy Joey Croft was like trying to impress the middle school girls, and he's like beating the crap out of my friend George. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got sick of watching it. And I'd been wrestling since I was in second grade, and I knew I could beat this kid. So I uh, I went over and I was like, "I'll wrestle you." And uh, um, he go he goes, "Okay, you want up or down?" And we didn't we weren't doing neutral at the time. Uh huh. It was just up and down because it was gym class. And I go, um. I'll go down, I guess. And then I, like, I, like got, in, I got in my, it's called referee's position when you're on bottom. And uh, I got in referee's position, but I like, I, like, did it wrong. I, like, acted like I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm up on all fours like a jackass, you know. And, and just, you know, and he's like, no, you get like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, and they blew the whistle and and I switched him and ripped him over onto his back with this thing I used to do. I used to do this really cheap move where I would grab the kid's uh, wrist, and when they would go to grab it, they made this perfect hook, and you could just hook their arm and pull him over onto their back. Uh-huh. So I switched him super fast, and I broke him down, and I, and I I did that thing, and I pulled him over onto his back, um, and I just held him in a headlock and the whole, for like 30 seconds, just <laughs> squeezing the shit out of his head. And... Uh, and then I finally let him go, and I go, and such a cocky little seventh grader, I go, you've had enough. <laughs> and, and this kid's face was just bright red. He's their varsity 135. He's a sophomore in high school, and I just beat the shit out of him. And uh, <laughs> that was that was a good memory for me. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, and my friend George was pretty appreciative of it because, you know, there's all these girls, uh, yeah. and he's whooping on my poor buddy who, yeah. you know, in a fight would probably kick this kid's ass, but uh, uh-huh. it was funny. Anyway, that's my gym <laughs> wrestling story. Um, yeah, so that was a good time. And yesterday we went to the National Hall of Fame, and and uh, and your girlfriend came, and she was a good sport, because I know she didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, she's, she's never watched wrestling at all. Yeah, she doesn't ever watch it with you?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
1: usually when I watch it, I, I'm at the comedy club or something, you know? It's yeah. A lot of the... A lot of the duel meets that I watch are, you know, Friday night or whatever, Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Or I'll just watch it like at the hotel or something like that. Yeah, I like watching duels and you can watch <clears throat> you can you can watch all of them now. I remember a few years ago we went to Ireland and we were like, you know, thirty thousand feet in the air flying to Ireland and I was watching like Oklahoma State versus Iowa or something. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Like I can't believe that I'm in a freaking plane. Yeah going and watching a duel that's that's happening live right uh-huh. now. And for some reason, that it didn't cut out at all, and I was able to watch the whole duel. Oh, yeah. and yeah, I've been great. able to watch uh,
1: pretty much all of Iowa's duels the last two years.
0: Yeah, and so you've always been a huge Iowa fan. Is yeah. it because of Mark Ryland?
1: Um, I mean, I was always an Iowa Hawkeye fan anyway, like football, basketball, baseball, and okay. wrestling. So.
0: So um, but Mark
1: definitely helped that. Yeah. yeah. So I followed, I started following his career and, you know, he was on the team with Tom Brands, Terry Brands, and
0: all those guys. So, was he? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Brands brothers, those guys made me, like, afraid to wrestle in college. It was like, oh, yeah. You know, I thought everybody was like that. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I met Tom a couple months ago and, like, I've, yeah, he, he was a super nice guy. Like, he shook my hand, like, three times. Like, you know, he wasn't like Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you shook your hand three times yeah uh-huh. yeah. yeah yeah he t- was like very thought it was cool that i was there he, like because like it was like a little meeting like of uh people who donate to the hawkeye wrestling club and stuff oh wow so like there was only about 20 of us there okay and uh you know he was like very appreciative of everyone that was there and like yeah, I took bet. the time to
0: shake people's hands and man what a <clears throat> he had this interview on flow the other day they're like, so what'd you do after the Olympics? And he's like, he like won his Olympic gold medal, and then they like him and his wife drove back to Iowa City from Atlanta mm-hmm. in like a Geo Metro or something, yeah, yeah. some rental, some cheap rental car they had. And they're like, well, you didn't want to hang around and party or celebrate? And he's like, he's like, no, there was work to be done in Iowa City. Uh-huh. So the guy like won Olympic gold and didn't even celebrate. He just yeah. drove home with his wife. Uh-huh. However, freaking long it takes, it's got to be a pretty That's long a drive. Ass drive. Yeah, yeah. So he him and his wife 15 just, or so hours just at least. drove home because he had work to do. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking stud.
1: Yeah. Can you <laughs> imagine if we treated comedy the way he treated wrestling? We wouldn't be
0: doing this podcast, and yeah, oh, it would it, be right. We'd be famous as shit right now. <laughs> <clears throat> we would, you know, because yeah, we're oh, yeah. funny. We're good at what we do. But if we had that kind of work ethic, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he he was something else, and is something else, and. And I, I, he's still whooping dudes' asses in that room, too. Oh, I bet. When you get to that level, um, you can whoop those dudes forever. Uh-huh. I mean, he was the best in the world. And, yeah. you know, people don't realize how the levels you can jump. Um, like, if you're a state champion or something, well, good for you. You know, when yeah, you yeah. get when you get to college, especially if you're wrestling, like, Division One, they talk about how some of those guys don't score... It'll be two months before they even get a takedown.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, there's a guy on the Iowa team who's a junior right now. He's a four-time state champ in Iowa. He's third string at 141 right now.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about, Happel? Yeah. Yeah, Carter Happel. Uh-huh. What a cool name. Wrestlers yeah. always have cool names. Yeah. Carter Happel. Yeah, Uh-oh. except his brother, Kale. Kale Happel? Yeah. yeah you're, you hate Penn sure. State. Yeah. <laughs> You hate Penn State? Yeah. That's hilarious.
1: Um, Why would his parents name him that? Because his dad went to Iowa. They're all Iowa guys. I don't know, but Kale's going to Northern Iowa. He's pretty good. Kale Apple going to
0: Northern Iowa. Yeah. Northern Iowa's good.
1: Uh, yeah, they've always got a good, good squad. A lot of Iowa kids on the team too. Yeah, which is cool. Now yeah. one guy won last year. Drew Foster. Yeah. Won a title. Wasn't expecting that at all.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, I love. I am I always tell people I'm a wrestling fan. I, I don't, you know, necessarily have a particular team. I like Ohio State just because I've, I've spent a little bit of time with Coach Ryan and he's a really good person.
1: And he wrestled so, at Iowa.
0: Yeah, so I, 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 I root for Ohio State a little bit, and, uh, and, I, and I am a huge Iowa fan. So if I had to choose, um, it'd be Ohio State or, or probably even more so <clears throat> Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying that, but I, I'd... I I do like uh, the Brands brothers and and I had Randy Lewis on my podcast and hopefully I'm gonna have Roy Salager on soon who uh, we haven't been able to nail down a time to do it but I've heard he has great stories and and I've always I always have not kind of been drawn to Iowa so if I had a gun to my head and had to pick one school um, that I wanted my kid to wrestle for it would be Ohio State but more li- mo- most likely it would be Iowa um, if I had to choose between those two mm-hmm. just because. Um, just because of the whole Iowa mystique and all that. And I, I do believe they're they're probably going to, or I hope, that they win well, it this year. We did wrestle for
1: Iowa's head coach, Spencer Lee. What's that? He'll be the head coach by the time Micah's going to college. You think so? Probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, how old is Brands? Probably almost 50. Yeah, he's. I think he's 50-ish. So you think he'll be done at 70? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, you know, um, probably so. But he doesn't look like he's 50, that's for sure. No, those guys those guys stay in shape. Every now and again, you'll see some guy that used to be an NCAA champion, like Jim Heffernan, the coach from Iowa, from uh, Illinois, was an NCAA champion in Iowa back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the guys who cut a lot of weight, and ever since, they're just like, I will eat whatever I want yeah. for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, Heffernan's, I think, one of those dudes. He's a big fucker. <laughs> and that it's guy's funny. an NCAA champion. It's funny champion. when you see like,
1: football players, too. Like, it's the opposite. Where some of them are beefing up to play offensive line or defensive line. Yeah. And then when they're done playing,
0: they lose all the weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And wrestlers are just like like <laughs> like Greg Warren, uh, who's a comedian and was a D one all American. Uh, I think he told me that he won't get on a scale at all, even at the oh, doc- like- even at the doctor's office. Yeah. She's like, "You need to get on the scale." He's like, "No, I don't." Oh wow. <laughs> he just won't do it. He's like, "So what does he
1: say for his weight when they uh, when he gets a new driver's license?"
0: I think he just tells them. He's just like, I-, I weigh about He just this. says 158. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. 158. Um. <laughs> but yeah, when you get to that level, uh, like Randy Lewis was telling me on the podcast about Dan Gable, about how he, Randy Lewis said that he pinned the number one ranked guy in the world at 149. And, and like, I forget what year it was, but Gable was like 41 at the time. Uh-huh. And he thought, well, I can probably beat Gable now. You know, I'm, I'm I weigh the same as him. Uh-huh. And I just pinned the number one guy in the world. I think I can probably take him now. And they've wrestled, and the story's on the podcast. But uh, they wrestled, and and he said Gable beat him like fifty two to two. Yeah, just <laughs> smashed him. You know, he just he was like he's still you know, mm-hmm. some of those guys once they get to that level. I heard that about John Smith. Uh, Pat Smith was one of the first four timers. His little brother, and. And I guess he could still just whoop him, you know. And he was bigger than him, and first, and a four time NCA champion. Oh, yeah. And John Smith's like, yeah, well, I was a six time world champion, so uh-huh. you know, it's just pretty cool the the levels those guys get to. And I've heard that Iowa is um, looking really tough this year. Um, what did they get last year? Second or third?
1: No, I think they got
0: fourth. Oh, did they get fourth? Yeah, which yeah. Tom was not happy about. Yeah. He's not happy with anything but winning. Yeah. Even if you do win, he's like, we could have won better. Yeah. <laughs> that's the mentality you got to have, though, I guess. you know, oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Like uh, Brent Metcalf, after one of his NCAA titles, or are like, is there anything you could have done better? He's like, yeah, I could have pinned him. I'm like, all right, take uh-huh. it easy. <laughs> you know, I would never think like that. I mean, that's why I didn't wrestle at, at that level probably, yeah. too. But <laughs> if I could do it over again, though... Uh, if I could redo my wrestling career, I would probably just walk on somewhere like Iowa uh-huh. and just see how good I could get yeah, um because yeah, like
1: even some of those room guys like by the time they 're done with their career, like you know like' there was a guy last year who was like you know I forgot he was on the roster, and then like all of a sudden like they didn't have anyone at one seventy four and he was like wrestling one fifty seven he's like i'll i'll go to one seventy four and like he he beat someone who was ranked. Caleb Young was it? Caleb? No, it was uh, Keegan Shaw. Okay, guy, you probably never even heard of.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he
1: just like showed up at one seventy four, beat some guy who was ranked, and like hung with some other dudes. Yeah, even though he was like way smaller than those guys.
0: Yeah, I tell people all the time: if you wrestle on a Division One team, even if you never start, you are probably gonna, you know, you are gonna be a fucking beast. Uh-huh. You know, just in life. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I, I was gonna be really good this year.
1: Yeah, they've got more depth, I think, than they've had in a long time. Yeah, they've got it Probably since
0: Brand's first
1: couple of years, I'd Yeah, say. they've won it like three times since he's been coach, right? I think they won like the first three years he was coaching when they had Metcalf and stuff.
0: Okay. And they, it, yeah, they've had quite a drought as far as yeah. actually winning the tournament. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because that recruiting class he brought in, like, because um, he was at Virginia Tech when he recruited him. And then he got the Iowa job. Mm-hmm and brought them all to Iowa. Yeah. But a lot of them, uh, they all had to sit out, I think, a year.
0: Brent Metcalf, uh, <clears> the <throat> guy was a three-time finalist, and the only yeah. reason he wasn't a four-time finalist is because he uh, <clears throat> didn't, yeah, he had to he had forego to an out, entire yeah. year, and that's how much it was worth it. Uh huh. You know when Brent Metcalf is willing to give up an entire year of eligibility yeah. to wrestle for, Brent Metcalf, for the people who don't know, he was... He made a few world teams and was like two hundred and twenty-five and zero in high school and uh two time NCAA champion and three time finalist and so the guy was a fucking stud. And so for somebody like that to uh be willing to give up an entire year just so they could train with Tom Brands, um uh-huh. that, that tells you something. About how good Tom Brands was and and uh Gavin Teasdale, they've got this kid from uh he's gonna be their what, thirty three pounder? I think so, yeah. Yeah, hopefully so. They'll have Spencer Lee, two time NCAA champion at one twenty five, and then they're going to likely have Gavin Teasdale or Austin DeSanto at one of those weights, and then I don't know who their forty nine is, but they're going to be they're going to be forty nine is Lugo. Okay, yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he's not like a
1: title contender, but well, they have forty nine maybe this year.
0: They considered him a a title contender last year, but um... yeah,
1: I mean he's got some good wins. Like he beat uh, he beat Sorensen a couple years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that was his signature yeah. win. And well, he, he got his, seventh uh, last year in the country, so it's not like he's... Yeah, like, I think so. he got eighth. He lost to Deegan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jarrett He struggles with Deegan. Well, because he's like nine feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, he's like <coughs> a foot taller than him almost. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I always struggled with uh, super tall guys that were good. Because there's yeah. just so much to them. Uh-huh. Uh, this friend of mine, he's not really a friend, I, I just know of him. We grew up in the same... Era, I guess. Uh, Dryden, his son won jun- junior college nationals last year. Oh, yeah. And he's going to Minnesota, which oh, is cool. Iowa's biggest rival. Yeah. Um, and he's a 33 pounder and he's like six feet tall. Oh, really? And his dad the other day on Facebook was like, Yeah, I'd like to see him at. Tw- he only weighs about 136 now. I'd like to see him at 25. I'm like, God damn, he's going <laughs> to wrestle 125? Kids like six feet tall. They need a guy at 133, though. At Minnesota? Yeah. Because they got uh, Patrick
1: McKee one twenty five okay,
0: well, anyway, he's going to do really well and and I was just thinking, man, even if he only weighs one thirty six that eleven pounds when you're six feet tall to wrestle one twenty five and who knows I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it i don't I don't know the kid at all, but mm-hmm. I saw him wrestle on on uh at the Juco finals, and I was like, God damn, that is the tallest thirty three I've ever seen, uh-huh. and now he's considering going twenty five <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like a two-hour weigh-in, too, so that's yeah. a factor, too. So I bet he'll be a 33-pounder. Yeah, I um, bet he will. And then they got, uh, who's the other McKee? Mitch. Mitch McKee. I really like that kid. Yeah, he's good. He, he is fun to watch. He just mm-hmm. scraps his ass off. So that's kind of why, uh, <clears throat> part of the reason Kurt and I are buddies, we, not, we only do comedy together, but it's hard to find people who um, not only know about wrestling, um, or, or fans of it rather, but uh-huh. but really know the like you know more stats than I do. You know, you go to yeah. that wrestle stat and know shit that I don't even know and I pride myself on knowing more than most people I come across when it uh-huh. comes to who did what and all that stuff. So uh that's part of the reason that we're we're friends and I like to hang out with them and uh I'm glad you moved back to Tulsa for your girl, but I also almost selfishly wished you still lived close to uh on Iowa. Because you, lived, you <laughs> lived right by the, didn't you live pretty close to where the University of Iowa is? Uh, I was about two hours
1: away. I was uh, oh, okay. staying with my cousin up there, yeah. Well, where now you live close, close to hands and stuff. And
0: now you live close enough, we could go to an Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, we go to Oklahoma State, we can go to Little Rock. Yeah. We became buddies with their head coach.
0: Yeah, um, it's still early for me. What Neil Erisman, that's Yeah. The, that's the head coach of uh, Little Rock now. But yeah, we can go see that. Hopefully, we can uh, work together in 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 Little Rock the next day. Yeah, that'd be that great. they. That they
1: uh, <clears throat> yeah, their schedule should come out in about a month or so. I'd imagine. Yeah. So, and then uh, they're in the Pac twelve, which is
0: cool. We should go to Oklahoma State and wear a bunch of Iowa gear and see. If oh, we I was our, on it. See if we get our asses kicked. <laughs> they're not even wrestling Iowa. We just show up and all. Yeah. <laughs> Though I've heard the Oklahoma State fans are pretty laid back about yeah. that stuff. And, and, I think and, most fans are most. I would imagine, you know. Yeah, I don't know about Iowa. <laughs> nah, they're cool. If you went into Penn State, if you went into Iowa with all all uh, Oklahoma State shit on or something, I don't think they'd like that. Nah, they I wouldn't think, like it, I but you know, I
1: don't. You'd be safe though. You it's might Not be. like someone beat the shit out of you. You don't. Just think? for wearing something. No, I don't know. People in Iowa are pretty
0: nice. Yeah. Tom Brand's a nice dude. I met him yeah. at. Uh, I met him at the U.S. Open, and I asked him to sign something for my. Uh, nephew, Cody, who was wrestling in college at the time, and he just wrote on the thing, he wrote, Cody, go! With a... With a <laughs> just the word go. Yeah. With a, uh With an exclamation point. And That's I was like, funny. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Terry was there, and, uh... Man, he's a little dude. I didn't realize how little Terry was oh, until... Really? And did you meet Terry? Was I he didn't there? meet Terry, no. Nah. Um, it seems like he's even shorter than Tom. Oh, really? And, uh... But man, I would not mess with that guy. Yeah, I heard he could just still beat the crap out of like Alex Marinelli a uh, couple yeah. of years ago. Who Alex Marinelli is a sixty-five pounder and was one of the best in the country and a national title contender. And I guess Terry can still just wax his ass all yeah. over the place. Um, <laughs> so it's just cool the level they get to, and and dude, the way that <clears throat> society is these days, and the way kids are like. This lady on a plane told me that kids are literally starting to have horns, like it looks like horns. Yeah. Grow out of the back of their head where their where their bones are sticking out from looking down yeah, at from looking down all looking the time, down yeah. at uh, cell phones and all that other stuff so often, uh-huh. and they're getting carpal tunnel in their hands from doing so much gaming and all this yeah. shit. And I'm like, that is not going to be my son. I don't give a shit. He's only eight months old. so I can't imagine how bad it's going to get. Oh yeah. But I'm not gonna let him. I, I'm, I'm just gonna keep that crap away from him. I'm gonna get him into wrestling and I hope he takes to it. I'm not gonna force him to do anything and it's not gonna be about winning right away or any of that stuff. I just wanted to get into practice and enjoy it, you yeah. know? Um,
1: yeah, teach him a good work
0: ethic. Yeah, you, you, know? got, like you kids almost. these days don't have that at all. Yeah, you almost have to. Uh-huh. I, I was telling you about a friend of mine who's who said his nephew doesn't even wanna get his driver's license. Yeah. He's like, I'll just Uber and. That way, I can still stay on my phone, and yeah, it's like, no, God damn, it. like I can't believe <laughs> yeah. you know, do you remember being sixteen? How excited you were to drive? Right. I mean, we didn't have a car, so I wasn't that excited, but uh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I lived in a small
1: town, so I could walk everywhere, so it wasn't like a huge deal to me, but yeah, I, I yeah, get it.
0: I don't think I got my license until I was like seventeen, but or... I always
1: loved being outside, like doing shit, you know, like yeah, you know, we played sports like every day, you know, like something.
0: did you play guns, no. We used to play guns, like, even if you didn't have a gun, you just, you know... I oh,
1: yeah, just fucking use your finger. Yeah,
0: and there was always some dickhead. You
1: missed me! I'm like, I did
0: not. Yeah, you I totally good. shot you, bastard.
1: Yeah, I got a scope on mine. Yeah. <laughs> did you see me make it with my little finger?
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, not only do you kids probably not play guns these days, but if you did, you probably get shot. <laughs> some cop be driving by. Like, yeah. There's a kid with a gun! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And we used to throw water balloons all the time. That was our
1: thing. Yeah. We'd have walkie-talkies. Yeah. And, uh, like, I'd be on the end of the block. and be like, all right, here comes a car. And then uh, my brother and my friend would, like, just chuck water balloons at him. You know? <laughs> and sometimes a cop would drive by. And be like, all right, here comes a car. And they'd chuck water balloons at the cop. And they're like, you fucker.
0: <laughs> you threw them at the cop? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. They my, didn't care, though. It was my friend, a small town, you know? My friend Mike Modine... Uh, we, I'm not proud of this, but we did it with eggs a few times. We would uh, go, yeah. we would go out, and uh, and I, I don't have an arm. I couldn't hit shit. But my friend Mike, he could just wing shit, and he would throw these eggs, and it'd be like a full, two or three seconds would go by, I'd be like, and he'd be like this silence, and then you'd hear, and then, God damn it! <laughs> And we would, I mean, and Mike was that kind of kid that would be laughing so hard he could barely run, you know, and I'm like, let's go, let's go, You just hit a car with an egg. And he'd be like... (laughs) (laughs) But we laughed about that shit for years, just that silence, and then the smack, and then... (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Uh, So, I don't necessarily want my kid egging cars, but... uh, uh, God, we used to get outside some,
1: and do stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: we used to do some, some off shit. Uh, so I don't. I'm gonna do everything I can to uh, keep him out of that. And he mm-hmm. seems to, he seems to be a. He's only eight months old, so I'm not trying to project too much on him. But he seems already like he's a physical kid. Like he's already about to walk, and and he mm-hmm. pulls himself up all the time and trying to climb over shit. And he's cool, man. I, you know, you hear about all that shit unconditional love and your kid and all that and it's almost annoying when you don't have a kid and yeah then you have one and you totally get it mm-hmm. um and i bore the shit out of people all the time i'm like i just go up to strangers at the airport I'm like, oh yeah yeah i'm like you want to see a cute kid And they're like sure
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's what you do at the at the comedy club the other night yeah just showing people your kid <laughs> yeah just random people yeah Especially if somebody looks sad or fucking mad, I'll be like, hey, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to see a cute baby? That make you happier, you grumpy fucker? <laughs> no, my baby just died. <laughs> oh. Oh, <fuck. laughs> Leave it to Kurt to, uh. <laughs> uh shit, man. This has turned out better than I thought it was going to. Oh, me too. I've only been a week. Too bad from...
1: you're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck.
0: <laughs> well, on a lot of podcasts, like, You'll be planning to have a podcast with somebody, uh-huh. and then you'll start talking before the before you actually hit record. Oh yeah! And you realize you're having a great conversation, but you're not recording it. Yeah, and you then know? you're
1: like, "All right, let's record," and then it's like, "Yeah, you
0: gotta try to pick up," and it's where you left off. Yeah, and you and can never is, recapture yeah. that uh-huh. magic of uh, what you were talking about. Or if you try well, to talk about it again, it's like, "Yeah, we, we already your talked
1: setup about. is nice too," because it's not like a bunch of microphones everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's, it just seems like a conversation, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, a lot of times when you do a podcast, there's microphones everywhere, and then, uh, yeah, headphones on and shit, so it's like, I don't know, it seems like it's kind of forced, or you're trying trying to create conversation,
0: like yeah. a good
1: conversation or something.
0: Yeah, and, and most of the good ones, like this one, we haven't had to really, you know, like I write down a, a few thing. I wrote down a few things here, but um, we didn't really talk about any of it, and that would just be stupid too, but... <laughs> um but you know you need a guideline for some you know just because some people it's especially when I do them on the phone uh it can be really difficult
1: um, yeah it's uh, yeah if you're not face to face it can be hard to like tell like when to jump in or whatever yeah like I, I noticed you were trying with Randy Lewis like you'd try to like because he would pause for a second so you like you weren't sure if he was like done talking, so you would start talking, then he would start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it makes it hard, but... And especially... That was, cool, that was a cool podcast.
0: And especially when it's somebody that, like, I get kind of nervous sometimes, especially on the phone interviews. Uh-huh. You um, know, like, have to take some deep breaths and all that. When I'm calling yeah. somebody, like... <clears throat> like, Randy Lewis was on a poster in my wall, on my wall my entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to just call him and be, like, talking to him, uh-huh. it's intimidating. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and I remember a few days later he called me to like he couldn't figure out how to share it or something and he called me and I called him back and when I called him back as soon as he answered the phone I became like nine years old again I'm like Uh hey Mr. Lewis I'm um, (laughs) did you need something you know and he's like yeah I couldn't figure something out but I figured it out and and then we talked for a couple more minutes and I got off the phone and I was like god you're such a fucking dork (laughs) like you just uh, (laughs) he's not the president he's just an ex-wrestler um Anyway.
1: He's pretty intimidating, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, anybody, <laughs> anybody that, that, that was that good I mean, at something. Oh, yeah. Because he looks like he could still whoop ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I know he can. I've seen, like, flow videos where he's like, even when those guys get, like, older and heavier yeah. and all that, they can still just, you know, beat the crap out of people. Uh-huh. Um So, yeah, it's... uh it's 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 uh, difficult sometimes to do those
1: mm-hmm.
0: phone interviews. Um, I'm always bad at talking on the phone anyway, so yeah, you know. yeah, and it's easy to step on you know yeah. without realizing it, meaning to. Uh-huh. Um, and then sometimes you just want to power through the question anyway because you've already you, you've already kind of asked asked it and they're, uh-huh. they're talking too. So yeah, I'm glad you liked that podcast, but it was yeah, it was uh, great. It was. Uh, Work for me, like I'm sitting there and I've got the, uh-huh. I've got the thing and I'm trying to get all my questions in. And then, I would ask a question. He go, well, I'm not done with that story yet. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, sorry, you know, like. <laughs> so I never did get a, a answer about why Gable was such a good coach, but.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, anyway, I hope to get some of that information out of Royce Salger and. Uh, well,
1: I'll uh, I'll uh, see if I can get uh, Mark Ryland to talk to you, and Jesse Whitmer. Yeah, that'd be
0: cool. Did you ever ask his wife? Not yet. No, God, that was like I was, two months. No, no,
1: no, it was like a week ago. Two weeks ago, was. I was gonna wait till you had Royce on and then, and then, and yeah. then ask him.
0: Yeah, that way you could be like, "Well, Royce and Randy did it." Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> don't be yeah. a dick. That guy was a stud <laughs> too. Like five feet tall. Yeah, Jesse Whitmer, the strongest guy in the world. Yeah, I'd love to have all those dudes on there, and and maybe um, you know if we. Ever become? I'm going to start contributing to that Iowa thing and and uh, you know the newsletter or whatever and
1: uh, yeah, it's really cool. You get like uh, <clears throat> like they send me stuff like interviews with Tom Brands that most people don't get to see, you know, stuff like that. Huh? And uh, like I already know their schedule for the year, like not the dates, but like who they're wrestling.
0: Yeah.
1: And stuff like that. So that's cool.
0: And and it's cool, you know, and and that's another reason I want my boy to wrestle, man. It just it. these these guys are they're they're still just genuinely nice people yeah
1: absolutely Tom
0: Ryan gave me the Ohio State jacket off his back that he was wearing when uh I told him I liked it you know because I had done their show and helped him raise some money and he was very appreciative of it Uh Kyle Snyder is a three time world champion and he tweeted thank you to me and all this stuff Uh and and he's the only guy on that team on the team that did and he was the only guy that won it that year so that's why fuckers (laughs) um uh, but yeah, it makes it makes good good men and good uh, people and mm-hmm. and so anyway, I want to get into that and uh, I'll let you go. I know you've got to go uh, drive to Paris, Texas, and I've got five shots of espresso in me now, so I need to. I might get a. Uh, I might have you drop me off at the gym. I could probably run there now if I drop out all this shit. Uh, <laughs> the lady getting my coffee at Starbucks, she goes, "Now that already has four shots in it. You still want to add one?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> 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 the show's in five and a half hours, so uh I'm gonna need to work out, otherwise, I'll have an anxiety attack, yeah. all this caffeine I've had but <laughs> so I might have you drop me off at the uh at Starbucks, but uh at Starbucks no, you know the what I gym mean. the gym God damn it uh is there anything else you want to talk about, buddy? uh no, not really, okay. I think
1: we covered a lot of stuff, yeah, we did pretty it was, good, it was fun. I appreciate it. we're gonna be working
0: together again soon, so yeah, in October. St. Louis yeah. Funny Bone.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. October 2nd through the 6th, two, I think.
0: 2 through six, St. Yeah. Louis Funny Bone in Westport. October 2 through six. That's one of my favorite rooms in the country. Cool, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm also doing Fort Worth in September, uh, 5 through 7. I'm taking the entire month of August off the road. <clears throat> We're uh, remodeling our kitchen and knock down a couple of walls, and, and it's hard raising a baby boy anyway, but... Um, my wife's going to need quite a bit of help in the month of August, and uh, I love being around him, and I want to stick around in L.A. for a while anyway. Um, so unless something comes up that I just can't turn down or don't want to turn down, I'm going to take that entire month off and just do shows around cool. Around there, and uh, you're coming out to visit, right? Like, Yeah, we're going
1: to film some goofy shit, right? Yeah,
0: you're, you're coming out in like September 8th through 11th, so right when I get back from Fort Worth,
1: yeah,
0: we'll film some funny videos. Cool and uh where can people find you kurt
1: uh funnyfletcher.com is my website uh, i've got videos on there and my schedule okay and then uh i started a new youtube channel i'm going to put some videos on there so i'll have Good. it i'll link it up to my website soon
0: all right funnyfletcher.com if you don't know how to spell fletcher um don't follow me at all yeah you're probably dumb yeah <laughs> Uh, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, this is a fun podcast, so uh, check out makingithappen.com, m a c a n happencom Help out little Bo making and his family. Uh, my website is timgaithercomedy.com. You can find all my social media links on there. And, uh, yeah, this is great. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, God bless all of you. Take care. Bye.